I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Recording. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts, Julie Battisti and me, Phoebe Ganser, a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists with insight, advice and humour. Each episode, we will discuss a failure and what we've learnt from it. This week, we're discussing art school failure. Hi, Julie. Nice to see you. How are you? I'm pretty good. I have spent the morning trying to tidy up my studio, going through really old work some of it from art school, which is kind of topical. And now I get to speak to you, which is fun. How's your day going? Oh, it's been good. Yeah, I've had a very busy morning getting two children off to school camp. But now it's, yeah, very nice and peaceful. And I've just been packing up some artwork. And yeah, looking forward to chatting to you today. So we just dive in to this week's topic. So art school. So just for a bit of context for listeners, you studied... um a degree in fine art at university, is that correct? Yep, I did a um, double yep. degree, so I did fine art and international relations. Okay, and I did not, I went to an art um, university, but I did a degree in textile design. So whilst it was still creative, I didn't do like a formal art degree. Um, so we have sort of two different viewpoints from this. It'd be interesting to talk about the, the failure aspect of <laughs> whether or not you felt like going to art school was a success and whether you came out of there going I'm so glad I did that that was amazing and I'm now a fully fledged artist <laughs> entering the world <laughs> uh, or not and we're, and then I'll talk about I guess my my thoughts on not going to art school and how that made me I guess feel a bit of a failure and a fraud um and then how I've resolved that. So tell me, do you feel like going to art school was worth it? And was it a failure for you in the beginning and now? This is such an interesting one. And it's been really interesting to think about it the last couple of days when we decided we'd go ahead with this as a topic. Parts of it, I think I failed at. And for me, when like my biggest, and regret is the wrong word, because like, I can't go back and change it. So it's a kind of a useless. Yeah, I know. But I, I feel like now I wish I had waited a little bit. I went into art school straight out of high school and I don't think I really... Okay, so how old were you? I, was, I wasn't, wasn't even... I just turned 18 when I started at art school because right. I didn't really know myself yet and I mm. hadn't really thought about what I wanted to get out of art school. I feel... I wish that I'd gone in with more of a I want to get this out of it because I feel like I went in with quite a narrow viewpoint I didn't sort of broaden my skill set as much as I thought I would because I went, I'm going to paint. And so all I really focused on was the painting. Mm. And there are there are aspects that are good about going into art school straight out of, like when you're really young, like I didn't have any responsibilities in terms of mortgages and stuff like that. So yeah. paying for art school was less of an issue than it would be, say, if I wanted to go back now. But I think if I mm. went back now, I would have had better ideas about what I want to get out of it. 
But I don't think I really thought through going to art school. I just sort of went, well, I'm really good at art in high school. That sounds a bit arrogant. No, no, I know what you mean, though. Like, it's, that was your strength. That was your, the thing you were the... I was the art the kid. Most, you, yeah, yeah. And unless you've got, like, another thing which is, you know, really pulling you towards it, it's sort of, I think at that age, you're kind of like, well, this is the thing I'm best at. So it makes sense to pursue it at further education. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the part where I feel like I didn't do myself any favours, like went in quite young with that. I don't think I even looked up why would you go to art school at that age. I just went, well, I'm going to uni and obviously I'm going to study art. That's that's great. I wish I'd been like that. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish I'd in gone out and worked for a couple of years and had, you know, thought about what I want to do and then refined. So when you, so you did art school and how many years did you go? What was the system in Australia? Three years? Because I did a double degree, it was four years. I think if you're just doing a BA of visual arts, it's three. Like I really enjoyed what I studied, but I don't, I didn't actually go into it thinking, what career am I going to get out of these degrees? I've just... You just picked the two things that most interested you. (laughs) And did you at the end of it go, wow, I think I bit, bit off more than I could chew and probably should have only done one? Or were you at the end like, yes, go me. I'm so glad I didn't go to those. I never actually thought about it. Isn't that... Bizarre, because after that I went on and started studying something else. Okay. I, I think I really enjoy studying is part of the what? problem. Like I, <laughs> yeah. Are you, you just a massive yet? geek? The fact that I like spreadsheets wasn't a dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. It was a slight hint, I have to be honest. <laughs> when I finished uni, I worked as an analyst for a fashion company and didn't use either of my degrees. But I mean, after I finished my double degree, I went off and started a conservation and curatorship degree. And it was when I started that one that I thought if I spend the rest of, if I spend another four years looking at how other people or fixing, thinking about the history of other people's art and fixing other people's art, um, it, I knew pretty soon after starting it that it wasn't a degree I wanted to finish and it was a big cost consideration. Okay. Oh, so how long did you do that? I had like six you, months how long did of that you... one. Six months. Um, and then like the sensible voice in your brain told you. <laughs> enough yep julie (laughs) well because i would have just been one of those people that just kept studying i reckon once i finished that degree i would have been like what do i study next it wouldn't have been onto it my husband he's a bit like that he just keeps doing more and more so i mean if i flip the switch what is it that you thought like how did you feel like you'd failed by not going to art school i thought a lot about what what was what happened after the degree and i (laughs) I don't know if I was confident enough in my artistic ability. Um, I did. I was slightly similar to you at that stage because I didn't want to just do the BTEC in art and because I, I still really love theatre studies then. I was really into drama. I actually see that as being a really good fit for you. <laughs> I was like into drama, darling. And, um, <laughs> and so asked if I could do an A-level as well as a BTEC and that was not heard of. So they had to kind of like, oh, I don't know if this is possible. And so, yeah, so not quite the same as you, not two degrees, but I did an A-level and a B-tech at the same time. And I think at that stage, I hadn't thought further than, you know, school. And I hadn't really thought about a career or anything like that. So as I did the B-tech, so the first year was like multidisciplinary. And we could just try everything and do painting, photography and ceramics. And I loved it all. Like I literally loved it all. And it was really, really hard um at the second year to decide what to specialize in the first year of my degree as well they made you try a bunch of different things so we had to do a bit of ceramics we had to do a bit of painting we had to do a bit of drawing and like listening to you say I loved trying all of these things that's when I think I feel like I regret the way the attitude that I took into my degree because I went in thinking I'm going to be I'm going to do painting and so in that first year I like rushed through those other classes like didn't pay that much attention didn't think about what else I was getting out of it it was just like oh we have to do sculpture Ugh. right and I think if I went back now I'd be like woohoo this is awesome or you know mm, learn something yeah. new broaden your horizons I went into it going like the only thing I didn't really love was graphics I guess I I liked it but it, I felt it was a bit like rulery and computery and you know like measure you know being accurate and I'm not very good at that 
uh, but I still liked it. And but yeah, I really loved the ceramics and I, I loved the pe- the painting. That was my favorite part. But then we had to have this like chat about what we were going to do in the second year. And, you know, they were like, right. So if you do painting, what what are you thinking after? You know, what do you think you're going to do with that? Uh, at you, you know, if you go to uni and study fine art, like what's your ultimate career goal? Do you want to be working in a gallery or, you know, do you see yourself as a person who's going to have an, do art as a career and how you're going to fund that and support that and that state I think I just got like this like rabbit in the headlights moment of like oh I've got to think about that <laughs> that feels really grown up and I'm only like 17 <sighs> and I re- I got scared I think and then the the guy that was the fine art teacher was a it was a man and he was very much like very safe and just like well you know think about the end game kind of thing and she the textile lady was really like oh you're so good at this Phoebe you know you could go you could be designing fabric for liberty and you could be making interior cushions and and you could get a job doing that and you know and she really like sold that had been the other way around like if your art teacher yeah it's amazing how different one good teacher can make (laughs) and I know and and I mean we got to remember this is like back in the stone age before the internet <laughs> so um there was no there was like four computers in the library that you had to log into and like dial up the internet <laughs> if you wanted to search anything so I there was no kind of like in, Instagram you know that was a somebody hadn't even thought of that yet so we're just we're talking <laughs> I remember signing up for Facebook at uni yeah, no, I, I had, I that wasn't until I left uni that Facebook existed. I'm that old. Um, You're only so a couple of years older than me. It's like <laughs> it was, it was quite weird because I really just had to be influenced by these these people that I were my four tutors. So you know, then I did that for another year, textile design, and I feel like I had a point. To this I was going to say, can you tell me the same thing in ten words or less? <laughs> Oh, no, I can't. I'm sorry. Your history into <laughs> the university degree of Phoebe Gander on, like, fast forward. <laughs> you might want to listen to that on, like, two speed. <laughs> Do you know what I think is weird about deciding to go to art school? So I was trying to get my thoughts together this morning. Going to art school doesn't guarantee you a job or success any more than any other degree. No. So, like, studying law doesn't guarantee you a job in law and doesn't guarantee you that you're good. But it still seems weird sometimes at that age when you're thinking about your future career to decide to go to art school because you don't need to go to art school to become an artist. Like it's not like you can't become. So whereas in some careers, like you can't become a lawyer or a doctor without actually going through that. Yeah. (laughs) No one wants a brain surgeon that taught themselves online. really. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I sort of thought, oh, you actually do need to go to art school to be an artist. You know, that that was my 18-year-old self going, oh, I guess I've shot myself in the foot a bit here. I'm never, you know, that's it now. I chose to do textile design and I gave up on that. If you think back to what you've learnt from um, the experience of not going to art school and what you did instead, I'd be really interested to hear about how, because you've definitely gone back and learnt different, through different avenues and I'm keen to sort of hear more about that. I've taken... Um, I've got a few online courses which have definitely helped me kind of fill the gaps of some knowledge and skills that I didn't feel I had. And I think I'm 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 always I'm quite a curious person. I'm quite thirsty for knowledge. So if there is something that I'm interested in, I will Google the hell out of it and go to the library and see if there's any books and you know go on a deep dive on the YouTube or internet or whatever to see what I can find out about it. So that's, you know, what I did at the beginning when I was um, doing alcohol, ink and resin art. I, you know, did as much um, scouring the internet and stuff as possible. And then I just threw myself into kind of like teaching myself. And I'm quite tenacious in that respect, that if I'm interested in wanting to perfect something or get good at something, I will kind of go all in so yeah so I think going on that deep dive did really help me hone my skills I think that is one of the real benefits though if you think like of the difference between art school or doing your own online courses so art school's got a set curriculum set by someone else and if you're going to choose pick and choose courses you very much can tailor something to your specific interests 
And in some ways, maybe you lose something because you're not being forced to have that broad exploration. But if you're not looking to pay for that, then you can just pick and choose the bits that are relevant to you. Exactly. So, I mean, it is a much cheaper option to be self-taught. And if if I'd done it early doors, like before I had children, I probably could have got like my skills and my confidence up a lot quicker back then. A bit, and again, but back then, we like I was, you know, it was only a couple of years apart from when I went to art school and when you did. There wasn't the availability of there wasn't anything. Online. Yeah, it was exactly. like art school yeah. or nothing. It, that wasn't an option. Yeah, exactly. Did you meet any interesting people doing your um doing the courses that you did? Like, were you able to build a bit of a community in those courses or was it very much just one-on-one learning? First, I, I just did online self-paced courses. So ones where you, you pay and then you've got like access to the, you yeah, know, how cool. many hours of lessons. Um, and so that was, I think there were Facebook communities and that, but Maybe that's just yeah. not really yeah. my thing. Um, I built more of a community through Instagram, finding artists yes. and that, that way. Um, so really that that was an amazing way of kind of like like you say just being able to reach out to people and ask when when I finally felt like I was you know had strong enough relationships with people I wouldn't have just reached out to somebody I never knew didn't really know and be like asking them questions which is why once I got kind of proficient at resin I would get questions almost daily of like people going how do you do that what white do you use what resin do you use you know like not, not yeah even i get that sometimes too there's some people that you've built up like a conversation with that are like oh what are you how are you doing this or what's what's happening there or how are you and then there are some people that are just like mm. tell me all of the colors that are in your palette and it's like oh um <laughs> yeah like literally li- like a like a st- almost like a quite quite happy to angry. answer but uh like a hey how you doing would be nice <laughs> tell me the white yeah like oh all right nice to meet you too uh okay right I've just spent two years learning this but fine have the information for free (laughs) did you struggle to motivate yourself to do the courses and the activities and the because I think that was one good thing about going to art school is like you didn't you had to be there so it wasn't like I needed external I think motivation I think there are people that buy courses with the intention of doing them and then maybe do a little bit of them or never even open them at all and then there are the people that buy them you know straight away start them and do them and I'm the latter like I'm like if yeah. I'm interested in something and I want to learn it yeah. I want to learn it now and I, you know I'll be like I'm paying for that I'm doing that and then I will literally hyper focus on doing that um, and that might be an ADHD thing I don't know or whether that's just a passion thing um, but like I don't want to wait I don't want it sitting in the, you know as soon as it's in my inbox like you have access to this knowledge I'm like give me the knowledge I want to know what I have to do so when I started painting again and I did realize that I had some gaps or just I was a bit rusty and I didn't really know um, as much as I wanted to about composition and value yeah. and color and all of that that's when I enrolled to the um, creative visionary program which you've always said you got a lot of um direction from in yeah. terms of knowing figuring out what you wanted out to paint and yeah it was really good it's a three-month program and um I'm not here kind of going oh go and do this course I, but I'm just saying what I learned in those three months um was really really valuable helping me just whittle down what yeah. wasn't interesting and what I didn't want to do and also just give me quite a bit of basic knowledge about colour theory and, you know, composition and value and all those yeah. sort of things that I, I felt like probably got covered in art school. But then again, I don't know, maybe they aren't. I don't see, I didn't learn any of the colour stuff at art school. Really? All of that was wow. back in high school for me. Um, wow. Really? We didn't really, That's I mean, we did a few exercises. Like I found one the other day where we had to do, we did a gridding exercise where you had a photo, you gridded it up, you gridded up a canvas. And we had to, we were only allowed to use two colours and we had mm. to do the paint marks using a toothpick or something. So there were lots of fine dots that made up that image. And it was like, I mean, I learned something from it, but it wasn't, yeah. we weren't, you weren't thinking about or being critical about colour. And it was like, we're doing this act. And then again, it could have been what I got from that particular lesson. Yeah. Perhaps if I got, went back now and did the same lesson, I would have found different value in it. And we covered, definitely covered that in high school in Oz. But I don't remember doing, we didn't do mm. lessons like that at at art school for me and every art school is going to be different yeah, but in the course. one I went to no how did you find the courses that you did the first one that was really valuable that I did was through Laura Horn and I I was listening to her podcast a lot 
and she talked about it on there and she's very sort of kind and generous with the information that she shares on her podcast so I kind of then hopped over to her courses page and had a little read and um, saw she had a a promo video about it and that was really good because it kind of outlined what you would learn so she had like a little sample that you could listen to or see before you actually yeah 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 so she had a little video that was like a minute or two long and kind of outlined what you would learn and I think even you could see the breakdown of the course like what what parts you you know what you learned kind of what what she covered basically and did you go in there with like a set idea of I want to come out of this course learning this or was it sort of like oh that looks interesting I'm going to learn more about that I did that course basically the very end of when I was doing resin and I bought it for myself for Christmas the idea of it was kind of being braver with your with your mark making and your ideas and at that stage I was sort of not really sure 100% the direction that I wanted to go in with painting but I just knew I didn't want to do resin anymore it was just a lovely kind of entry point for me that one and yeah I think because I had built up a kind of trust relationship by watching her on Instagram and listening to her on the podcast I kind of knew what type of teacher she would be and that you know it wasn't just like I've googled art course and found a course and joined like that sort of I I look at all the painting courses that are out there at the moment and I sort of think oh how do you how does someone know what's worth doing and what's worth spending money on like are there any so the big investment I did was the CVP the creative visionary program yeah three month course that I did that one I found out about through another podcast through the art juice podcast and again it was because Alice Sheridan and Louise Fletcher who I'm sure many of the listeners might have listened to Art Juice. They talked about that a lot and both of them had taken it and for both of them, it had been a huge kind of stepping up in their art careers and journeys. And um, particularly Louise, who hadn't got any kind of formal art training at all, she did that course and then from then, like, the way she talked about it, you know, changing her life and literally everything about her whole kind of... Um, approach to art was because of doing that course and so you know those two people were very much um, giving a very highly praised kind of recommendation for that course. So it was recommendations from people you trust really exactly could tell you they'd gotten something out of it. What do you think so you've done you've done a few courses is there like one particular thing that you learnt that you sort of take away as this is the best thing I learnt in the online courses that I've done? What what was the thread that ran through all of my work that I wanted to kind of pull on and pull out? And I hadn't really had that kind of in... I hadn't really looked at my art from that perspective before. I'm, I'm a bit more deliberate and kind of thoughtful about before I start a painting now, as opposed to getting an idea, kind of rushing ahead, and then halfway through going, oh, that would have, that would have been much better if I'd actually made that smaller and put this over here yeah you know it's a lot easier to kind of do that before you start (laughs) than after (laughs) funnily enough so we thought we would look at some of the questions that came up from some of our listeners and I think Mm -hmm. these were some really interesting points as well so one person asked about free supplies at art school and whether that made it worthwhile and I had to think back and I said that we, so within the painting department, we had to pay for all of our supplies. So all of our paints, brushes, was, you know, stretch bars, all of it was paid for. But then when I really thought about it, it was like, but there were facilities, for example, learning how to stretch my own canvas and have all of the facilities there to do it is yeah. something that you wouldn't have had in a normal studio or in a normal at-home setting. And I think that's something that I've learned at art school that's probably saved me money for the rest of my career because I can stretch my own canvases now yeah and then but and it's different if you're doing a different degree so if you're doing photography you've got access to dark rooms or the software or if you're doing ceramics and you've got access to a wheel or so there are you know yeah, while I don't think there are necessarily yeah. free supplies there are definitely you know, free facilities and it's worth taking into account when you're doing, when you're looking at the cost um, benefit analysis of going or not going. I think one of the people asked a question about whether you feel like you can be a bit more liberal with using paints and stuff. I was more willing to be liberal with my use of paint because it was all a learning experience. And so how would I know if I wanted to paint thick unless I really laid the paint on thick or if I had to try out mixing or using a different medium, it was not a you know, it was a different, there was, I was looking for a different outcome. Someone that self-taught 
you know, it's very hard to not have that in the back of your mind. And, you know, you know, obviously the only paint that's wasted is the paint that's left in the tube, really. it's See, I was using a lot cheaper supplies back then than I am now. So I wasn't splashing out for the, you know, Series 5 paints back then. Yeah. And I think that's something to be really, like people should, can be really mindful of is when they're starting out, if, if they are just playing and wanting to learn. And, you know, it's fine to use a cheaper brand of paint or a student grade paint. I think if that frees up your willing to explore and play and um, yeah. create without worrying about you know, wasting money, then that's definitely a way to go forwards. Yeah, I agree. All right, so um, another thing that came up from a few people was the, um, the cost of art school. And, I mean, I did end up doing a bit of a dive into this because I feel I was probably a little bit out of touch. So when I did my degree many, many years ago, mm. um, I think the full degree might have been for four years, might have come in about 20 grand or something like that, which is quite a lot, but – when we compare it to, I think it's a very different conversation to what you're looking at in the United States. So there was one lady that wrote in and told us that her degree was about a hundred thousand US dollars. And I read one article that was talking, I think it was a New York art school where it was about 250,000. If you're 17, 18 and you're trying to decide whether to go to art school or not, and that's the loan you're looking at, Oh um, I, I mean, I, I do feel like it's a really big thing to be asking someone at that stage of life to be taking on board no. because you don't really know who you are yet. And then these days we know that you're bound to change careers quite a few times in your life. So saddling yourself with that much debt up front, I can understand why there's a huge move, move over in the States to away from art school to doing a bit more online learning. 23000 is what it costs at the moment at the Dunedin Polytech, whether it's 23000 or 100000 that's still quite a lot of money and it's worth taking that into consideration before you jump in is what are your other alternatives and then also it's looking at what you're getting for that money. So for that 23000 you're getting the education, you get somewhere to work, so studio spaces aren't that cheap anymore and it's, you know, before you signed up it'd be worth, it'd be worth checking out how often can you access that studio space, what they teach whether it's a lot of theory or practice. But, uh, yeah, I think it's worth thinking about that cost in terms of what are you getting out of it on top of just the teaching. If, I think it's such a different conversation now than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, because there's just a completely different sort of online landscape that didn't exist for us. And I, like I look back now and, I mean, I've talked a lot today about the fact that, that I regretted um, not being older when I went, but I don't regret going. Like I really, I loved my degree. Mm. I learned a lot. Articulating what I learned, I feel like I haven't probably done the best job of that. From an outside perspective, can I yeah. see what can I say? What I think you learned? Yeah. I think that you learned the discipline of like you've you've learned to be a very disciplined painter, someone that knows that they need to spend X hours a day painting in order to create the type of work that you want to create that's just it's not something you even think about now you know even when you were working you were coming home and you were doing four five six plus hours in the evening just because that's like oh well I need to paint so this is what I'm going to do and I yeah I feel like I've talked disparagingly about art school today and I think that's not a small thing to have gotten out of it and I still do think that I'd like to go you know if the funds present themselves I'd still go back because yeah. I think there's something about going back and I think your your growth can be accelerated when you're not thinking about sales, like when you feel more free to experiment or dive deeper into the theory behind it or yeah, that's the 100%. bit that excites me about going back. Um, all right, so I think we should move on because I feel like okay, we could sorry. probably keep talking about that for ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in this one, I think we can both answer and it'd be really interesting. So we had someone write in and say that I can't call myself an artist if I didn't go to art school. And I wrote back to her so quickly and said, I did go to art school and I still struggled to call myself an artist for the longest time. Like I remember after I worked as an analyst for many years, I went and worked as a teacher. I finished my teaching degree and was teaching mm. and I was probably spending equal time teaching as painting. And we'd go out and we'd meet people and they'd say, oh, what do you do? And I'd say, oh, I'm a business analyst or I'm a teacher. And my husband would be in the background going, and she paints. Um, and it still took me 
even maybe a couple of years into when I was painting, you know, full time before I'd say, oh, I'm an artist. It does feel funny. I, so as someone who's self-taught, yeah, that definitely was a sort of clunky thing to overcome. And I've kind of got there now, I think. Yeah, I've got there now. I I filled out my, um, like, what was it? Like passport form or something I had to do. I had to do some sort of form anyway. And it was like vocation. And usually I just used to put like mother (laughs) in that bit, Um, which, you know, it was really nice recently to be like, just put artist. Yeah, I think the more you say it and the more you kind of embody it, then the easier it becomes. I think if you're making art of any kind, then you you can call yourself an artist. I don't think that you need any kind of piece of paper or anybody else's permission. In saying that, that is a lot easier said than done. I remember when my daughter introduced me to a new person at kindergarten and, and she said, oh, this is my mum. And the mum said, oh, and what does your mum do to my daughter and who's like three? And she goes, she's an artist. And I felt really proud of myself and out of her that she said that. The next two I can probably combine together. So how did art school fail you? As in, what did it not prepare you for? Right. And the next question was, did they teach you anything about art business or core skills? And so mm-hmm. we had some classes on exhibitions in the very, I think, last semester of our last year when we, so we had a final exhibition. I've heard a lot of people say this, that art school didn't used to teach a lot of actual art business skills. I don't know if it's any better yet because when I went, I mean, I graduated must be close to 20 years ago now. Mm. I haven't done the maths. I don't want to do the maths. It's a bit scary. But I did not come out of my degree thinking that I know how to be an artist. That's, I think, the right. biggest thing that failed me. It had like the biggest way that I felt like it, it wasn't a huge success. Like I didn't walk out of there knowing what the next steps were. And I think that's probably why I danced around and did other things for quite a long time before I came back to it. I almost like had to go out and figure out yeah. how that all worked and then feel confident enough to take that. <laughs> and, you know... Again, could be an age thing, could be, yeah. could just be. But there wasn't a lot of, you know, how to approach a gallery or what you might yeah. want to include on your CV or what they might ask artist you. Artist statements. Did you cover artist statements? Uh, they to... did. So we did a lot of trips to galleries where we'd look at an exhibition, we'd read an artist statement, and I remember going along and thinking, oh, God, I've got to listen to another bunch of art wank. I wonder how many times this person's going to say ephemeral. Like... <laughs> I, I wasn't really taking it on board in which the mm. manner it was meant. Yeah. <laughs> Had I gone with maybe a more mature mindset, <laughs> I may have taken on board what we saw and thought, so this is how you present your work right. in a show. But did they give you like pointers on like how to talk about your own work? Did they go, okay, Judy, write an essay now on your work and what you are trying to say here and let's critique that or not really? So at the end of our last two years, we had to present our work to the class but that was one lesson and I didn't get much feedback. Wow. From it. I got a, I got a grade like, and it was fail. pass fail. I, think. So, <laughs> I don't know that that was the best method of learning. And again, I would say that what I didn't learn from the actual um, teaching pedagogy, I learned from my peers. So you would, you know, practice in front of your, studio mates and you'd ask them for feedback and you got that but you maybe didn't you know I maybe didn't get it in the more formal setting where I thought I would get it because I certainly came out of it with an understanding of how my work came across and whether or not I could explain that in a way that other people could understand or whether when I explained my work it made them think about my work in a different way you did get that but it just wasn't you know I didn't get it written down on a piece of paper (laughs) it wasn't it you, didn't have, you didn't have notes you could take away and refer back to. No. And I think it probably took me a little while to actually go away from that experience and reflect back and go, okay, so I did learn that. Just it wasn't, there wasn't a lesson on it as such. Yeah. You just sort of learnt it as you went along. Yeah. It, but I mean, I had no idea how to apply for a grant. I still don't, like, let's be honest. <laughs> or, you know, Approach when I went to, a, or, yeah, yeah how, to, how to find a gallery, what, you know, what you should look for in a gallery you know, how to approach your first exhibition, yeah, what sort of commission is, is galleries. To to, I, didn't, I didn't know any of that. Um, they may cover that these days, and that's probably why I say it's worth looking into a degree. From my perspective, I think that's quite comforting in a way because I've always felt like a little bit of a fraud when I am applying for 
say an exhibition or uh you know to a gallery or to to enter an art prize or something and it says include your artist bio and a brief description of your work and I'm that person that's like oh my gosh I make you know I'm making this up like and like it feels really like other people who went to art school must be like oh well I can just you know whip this out of the back pocket because I know exactly what this is all about um no I had to google that (laughs) so there you go (laughs) like we're all just making up as we go along (laughs) even when you've got a degree in it. Like yeah. that's, you know, in a way that for me like is comforting to know because well, that's interesting. because it makes me feel like I'm not a fraud for having to google yeah. it and I'm not a, a a failure for the fact that I didn't know instantly how to write an artist bio and I had to kind of ask people like what do I conclude in that? What what is that? I don't know. I'm um, still a bit vague on what I'm supposed to put in that. Yeah, I think, and I think you know. To be honest, if you're looking at going to art school, definitely go and see what's in their lesson plan and talk to them. Like when I was looking at doing my masters before I had my first son, I went in and sat down with the head of the painting department and the head of the art school because I had questions that I wanted. Like what I wanted to know what I was going to get out of the degree, Mm. what they left, you know, what was actually in the, which I mean, so clearly I've learnt from what I didn't do the first time round. Yeah, but um. That's the one thing I would recommend. Uh, so, I mean, we can both answer this one in different ways. So another listener wrote in and said, did art school help you find your creativity? And I think both Phoebe and I could answer this from different perspectives. So, like, did art school help me find my my creativity and did the online courses help you find your creativity, Phoebs? It helped me kind of channel my creativity, I think. That's what, yeah. I needed to be more discerning and I needed to not follow every single passion and whim that caught my eye because I... I think because of my ADHD it's a bit like you know squirrel syndrome where you're like oh there's an idea no there's another idea and oh there's another idea and no there's another idea and so I, I sometimes you're like just you you get like either idea paralysis where you're just sort of like in the middle of the field with all the ideas around you which one do I chase or um <laughs> then <laughs> you get that just flitting off ding, 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 ding. imagining you as a squirrel <laughs> Sorry. Is that even the right animal? I think so. Don't ask me. I don't know. Let's say squirrel. Border collie with sheep. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I felt like I needed like a, you know, yeah. I needed the somebody Spotlight. to be like blowing a whistle and be like, this way. <laughs> so, yeah, because otherwise it's hard it's hard it's hard when you're excited about everything and and you you know you suddenly decide right i actually i'm gonna dedicate some time and energy into pursuing this it it get it can be overwhelming knowing which direction to go and sometimes it's a case of like there's not a right or wrong answer you just need to pick a direction and just stick with that for a bit rather than then you know five minutes later going oh but i like the other idea actually and i like the other idea um that was a bit like me in that first year until i until I did the course and then I sort of decided to kind of not follow every single whim and just kind of dedicate myself a bit more. So I don't know if it helped me find my creativity, but I think perhaps channel it in a more successful way probably is the, what what happened. Yeah, I, it probably did help me not necessarily find my creativity, but just sit comfortably in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and did it help you sort of resolve creative ideas quicker? Do you feel like perhaps? For me, I've gotten better at that with time. Mm. And so I can't I can't help but think that the four years at art school set me like a long way ahead of where I would be had I not gone to art school. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like that with the three-month course. I mean, it's a fraction of the time that you spent, but the the tools and the techniques that I learned during that three months and then the following year on from it, um help me kind of yeah just help me problem solve quicker and sort of like also feel much more um, willing to kind of paint over a painting if it wasn't working and move on and and not spend hours agonizing over like how can I make this work because I've already invested like 10 hours of my life in it Uh, it needs to get good and I need to keep going like if I could just if I did that and then I looked at it and this is never going to work because the composition's wrong I'll just get the gesso out and start again and that's something that I think I learned to do because of that course because I got a much better at kind of just going 
this isn't working and it's never going to work and let's move on. Yeah. Mm. So the last question, and I think it's a probably a good one to wrap up on, yeah. is, is it worth it? So was an art school education worth it and was your online courses worth it? So for me, even with all of my misgivings about my age, for me, it was worth it. I think what I got out of it was really, it was stuff that I, I mean, I've built a career off it now and there was stuff that was missing, don't get me wrong. And there was things that I don't think the art school did prepare me for, but I, I certainly don't regret it and it was worth it. And um, I, I mean, I absolutely love being an artist and I love painting and any step I think that helped me get there, I appreciate now because I love what I do. Had I just carried on being completely self-taught in the sense that I was a, was just painting by myself and not looking outward at all for any external knowledge or skills, I wouldn't have made nearly as many gains as I made. I think you're never going to regret learning. Um, a few months ago, when we were st- when we had first started talking about art school, I read an article titled "Don't Go to Art School" by a guy named Noah Bradley, and he within that article lists um um he's got a 10k ultimate art education list where he lists how you could give yourself an art education for ten thousand dollars and how to do it so he's listed all of these different courses that you might want to do that would equate to what you would learn at art school and I thought that's really that's an interesting way of looking at it that you could sort of just pick and choose and do all these um online courses I think the one thing that you wouldn't get from doing that could be that personal interaction and the I mean, people talk about networking at art school, but I don't, again, it could have been an age thing. I didn't do any networking. I've got a few people that I still chat to that I went to art school with, but no, I didn't come out with it with any gallery. So yeah, so when I did my online, when I did the online three month course, um, that was really community focused as well. Um, And although I didn't really delve into the community as much because I just didn't really need to at that stage because I'd already built up quite a big, um, community myself through Instagram I know that if I hadn't then I could have really thrown myself into that community and you know for a fraction of the price of art school I came out of those three months and and you had access to the program for a whole year so you could go back and watch all the videos for, for 12 oh, you nice. had 12 months of of the access but I feel like I have enough knowledge to you know feel confident when I want to approach painting I have confidence in that if I don't know something, I know how to learn it now. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. So I think that's one of the big things to come out of any education is learning how to learn. Mm. Instead, not not so much just learning the the content. It's like so that you can actually find something out for yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. And just realizing that, like, if you really want to do something, you really want to learn something. It's just throwing yourself into it fully in every available slot of time that you've got. And that's, you know, really the the way to move forward with it. I think if I look back and think, what have I learned from going to art school or what any wisdom that I could pass on would be really think about what you want to get out of your degree before you go into it. And that goes from a degree or an online course Mm. and um, do your research into what is this school focused on and I mean I went to the I chose the art school that I did because their focus was really on practical skills more than theory Mm -hmm. because there were art schools down in Melbourne but they were more focused on theory than practice and I knew that what I wanted to do was hands-on learning Um, and when I like what I did get out of that course was four years of painting which was invaluable in a lot of ways but giving myself that time now would be an absolute blessing. So I, I think you know if you feel like you have missed the boat as far as going to art school and it's going to be something that you think oh well I can't do that now until my children leave home so I may as well just you know call myself a hobbyist and never actually bother trying I think that's just you know that's a fallacy and you need to just you know realize that there's so much online that you can learn now it really is about just try you know fitting in as much of that learning into it's really carving out time. That's the most important thing, you know, and you can call yourself an artist and you, you, you can be self-taught and there are plenty of, of um, really successful artists out there who are self-taught and it really, you don't need a piece of paper with a degree. No one's, been, on no one's ever asked to see my art degree, ever. Uh, 
I've never shown it to anyone. Like the piece of paper itself, totally irrelevant. Yeah. And I mean, there is, I guess, a kind of kudos to that saying, oh, I went to art school versus, oh, I'm self-taught. But there used to be kind of like snobbery around that, I think. But I feel like that's fading now with the the rise of the internet and online learning. I feel like it maybe was something when I left uni that I would have felt embarrassed about going to a gallery and saying oh no I haven't got a proper art degree I've only got a textile design degree Mm. but you know that time's been and gone and now I don't think you go to a gallery and they even really care you know they just look at your work and if they if we've got any people that work for galleries listening I'd be super interested to hear your points of view here if it makes a difference to a gallery if you're self-taught or um have gone to art school because I've never I mean I've got it on my bio like in a lot like that I went to art school but I've never ever had anyone ask me like did you go to like I've had other artists ask me did you go to art Mm. school I've never asked a collector ask me if I went to art school or not no I don't know if anyone if people I think I I have been asked by gallery I have been asked by galleries um you know have you got a degree and I always just say you know I'm self-taught in painting but I have a degree in textile design and no one's ever gone oh Oh, well, jog on. Nice talking don't to want... you. <laughs> no, yeah, nice talking to you. Off you. Okay. They might have said, we Off don't like you are, but hopefully that wasn't related to the um, lack of degree. I'm going to read out one of my favourite listener fails that came into the Fail Like an Artist Instagram page the other day. Um, and this, I'll ask uh, this person if they're happy for me to share their name. It's, if they are, it's Kate Bradshaw. Um, wrote into us and said that her sister once accidentally super glued her finger to a fake <laughs> or model donut and it was stuck there for hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is totally something that I would do. I remember once when I was teaching art and was putting together um, this sculpture of a monkey and ended up super gluing myself. Like the students were more <laughs> worried about me and the glue gun than they were about themselves. Did you see, what did you do? You super glued yourself to a monkey? Oh, no, like we were making these sculptural monkeys with pom-poms, like sticking them on the outside of it. Okay. Um, and I just I burnt myself and stuck pom-poms to oh. my fingers so many times. It was. <laughs> Imagine having a tiny donut stuck to your finger. <laughs> um, Phoebe herself has got a colour mixing art course as well. Uh, it's not out at the moment. It only comes out certain times of the yeah. year. I'm sure no, you, you can me. mention that. It might be out yeah. when this is out. It, it depends because um, we're obviously pre-recording these ones. Um, but yeah, go and check out my website if you're interested in learning about colour mixing. Um, they, they're over there and you can have a look. And yeah, you might be interested in having a little learn through me. Oh yes, so um, all, the, all the podcast things. So please um, uh, like, follow, share, leave us a review, a good one. That'd be lovely. Um the more that, you know, if you want to share that you're listening to it on your Instagram pages and tag us in, that'd be awesome. Share it with a friend. You can find the podcast on Instagram over at Fail Like an Artist. You can find us personally at our own personal pages. I'm at Julie Battisti or www.juliebattisti.com and you'll find Phoebe over at... I'm over on Instagram at Phoebe Gander Art and I'm on the interwebs website. <laughs> You can find me. We didn't have the internet when I was a kid. <laughs> you can find me at Phoebe Dan. Phoebe Dan. Oh God, the coffee's <laughs> worn off, name? Julie. The coffee's worn off. You can find me on the internet at www.phoebegander.com. Um, yes, we would love you to take a screenshot and share it on your stories. Tag us at Fair Like an Artist. We would love to hear from you though. If you want to, uh, check us a line and let us know what you'd like us to talk about or any yes. comments. Um, that'd okay. be awesome. Yes. Thanks so much, Julie. We look forward to hearing from you and you will hear from us again next time. But for now, keep failing. Bye. Say <laughs> and Julie Battisti oh, podcast. Oh, I'm sorry, I was reading it from before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, start again. <laughs> Each episode will just... Each episode... Oh, no. <laughs> Is it easier if we do if we do it twice each time? Give you twice as much. Two Lego sets on the floor. Build a tower, Julie. <laughs>
Okay. Just, I'm learning. I'm learning a lot about editing. <laughs> I love that you say dub dub. <laughs> is that is that my thing here? I don't think people need to type that in anymore. <laughs> it's because I'm old. Like W W W W. Is it HTTP forward slash? was I saying? Shit, I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Something about I'm on Instagram at Phoebe <laughs> Phoebe Ganderer. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to start again. Okay. Can I, um, time and I had to cut be really rude. Hmm. Can I get you to read that out again? Because I wasn't listening. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.